Back here for episode two of the Mind of Monthly podcast. This is the sports show. So to everyone that I've been seeing enjoying my unofficial pilot, you probably will enjoy this one. Uh, just going to be your boy Monty G here. But, you know, uh, you never know in the future. I definitely have people that I would like to do this with me. I would start to reach out. But, you know, just trying to get my... You know, trying to set up a schedule, trying to get used, you know, to providing these, you know, podcasts for all of you guys. So as I, you know, get, you know, used to this and, you know, keep things going, try to become even more and more consistent, especially over this next month since uh, my grad school semester is over. I don't even, hold on. Thank you. It's late because of me. You know, I've been having problems with soundboards for a long time, if y'all haven't noticed. So, one more time. <laughs> My first semester of grad school is over. Thank you. Okay, anyway, enough of that. Uh, what's up, man? Uh, you know, we have a lot to go over today. Not really, because, you know, I'm keeping it simple for my sports show. I'm trying to touch on... A little bit of everything, but at the same time, you know, give my picks, you know, give my thoughts on certain things that's going on around the NBA and the NFL. Uh, I wanted to predict uh, or at least, you know, give my picks for UFC 245. But uh, honestly, I just haven't been really keeping up is the way I should with a lot of the things that's been going on. Uh, I, I did watch Max Holloway's last fight, you know, so uh, – I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Blessed in the octagon again. He's one of my favorite, And I definitely want Kamar Usman to beat Kobe Covington. But I can't talk about much else on the card except, like, the title fights. And I don't think that's fair. So, until I do my homework, until I, you know, start watching, uh, start keeping up a little bit better with MMA, all I can offer you guys is, like, championship uh, results. Or at least my hopeful results. So, I won't be discussing uh, MMA as much, at least this week. But getting on to into what I want to discuss this week, man, it's week 15. It started officially last night. Uh, but, I mean, I don't see how anybody, if you're not a Jets fan, I don't see why the Jets fans was to keep watching that from last night. Uh, unless you really just like watching Lamar Jackson do his thing, you know, why would, he, why would you even watch the game? based on just who the teams are. You know, the result was pretty much settled. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm not saying the Jets can't upset some people. I know, you know, <laughs> Cowboys fans. Yeah, talking about y'all. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like I'm saying, uh, I mean, we everybody probably saw what was coming last night. I mean, I don't think anyone seen Lamar being, like, the guy who's going to throw five touchdowns in his second year. I'm going to mention a point when I start talking about uh, Luca DeHuntis later, about youth. And, uh, you know, Lamar younger than me. He's 22 years old, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I consider myself still in a younger bracket. But when you see people like Lamar Jackson that's that young, 
about to become MVP because as much as I love Russell Wilson, like I went to in the last few weeks, have you heard him even mention his name? It's like it's Lamar and everybody else, and I'm not mad at it. Same thing with the Ravens in general. Like, bro, their their camaraderie, the way they talk to each other, the way they communicate. I love the Baltimore Ravens. Like, uh, if they ended up getting into the Super Bowl, it would make me very happy. Because a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you know, you don't really see too many, you know, rushing type quarterbacks. Even though we can't, know, we I don't think we can just call him that anymore when he's flinging five touchdowns like that. I think he's leading the league in passing touchdowns right now. So, uh, you know, obviously the MVP. He went for about two hundred thirteen pass yards. He don't he don't throw for five hundred yards. He's not trying to put a Peyton Manning numbers, but you don't need him to when you can run like him. You know when you can when you basically. <laughs> You know, uh, a running, but you got Mark Ingram coming in with the power back style, and you have Lamar Jackson being, you know, uh, I'm not even, I don't even know what, how to even describe him because he's, you know, obviously, you know, you make the Michael Vick comparisons, but they've been done so much. It's just Lamar Jackson at this point because, you know, as much as I love Vick, and yes, he was the only, you know, he was a pioneer in his own right, I think he was like the first step. And now Lamar is like, okay, this is the next level, you know, dual threat quarterback. You know, uh, you know, and, and there's many other like Dak can run. You know, Russell can run, but they're not they're not Lamar. They they don't run like Lamar. Patrick Mahomes can can run, but he's not like Lamar. Like none of those other quarterbacks I just named are running backs. And I'm not calling him. Don't don't get me twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm not stupid like people who you know hated on my boy after the Chargers game. I'm not calling him a glorified running back. I think he proved anybody who thought that was the case completely wrong. There's no way you can. No way you can tell me you think Lamar Jackson is uh, is not a, a very good quarterback. And the fact that he was like, what? I think the Ravens had to trade back up to draft him. He was like number 30-something drafted. And don't even get me started on the people who was drafted in the same class as him. <sighs> hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. Sam Darnold was drafted with him, I think, right? I don't know. But I, I, I'm assuming so. I believe I'm right. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is Lamar Jackson – as, uh, you know, he's changing the – I don't even know. I can't even say. It's, just, it's his league right now. He's beating everybody that you can consider serious Super Bowl contenders except maybe the Saints because beat, they beat the 49ers. They beat, uh, you know, uh, they beat Seattle. They've beaten uh, – let's see. Uh, I had the whole entire list of everyone they beat earlier, and now I can't – now I'm blanking. But anyway, they've beaten a lot of important teams in the AFC and the NFC. The Patriots, I mean – Come on, man. Like, they're whooping every Buffalo. Anybody that you think of that's in the playoffs other than maybe one or two teams, Baltimore already beat them. So, with that being said, you know, dominant victory. I didn't even feel the need to have to pick this game. You know, Nick, in future references, I may have to start doing these before Thursday, Wednesdays. I'm thinking about Tuesdays. We'll see, especially for uh, NFL predictions. But we're towards the end of the season. Uh, You know, before you know it, it'll be playoff time. So, We'll worry about that maybe next season because I do plan on still having this podcast going. I know y'all happy. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, they shouldn't like. I'm I'm serious. I'm losing my mind with this button bar. Anyway, on to week fifteen game picks. Uh, no, you know I'm gonna save that. I was gonna go into it first, but you know, uh, that's a couple little little stories like the Patriot situation that. You know, I know the details have been hammered in people's head all week. Uh, you know, uh, 
scouting Cincinnati or whatever against Cleveland, and the, the they want the producer didn't know uh, that it was against the rules, and you know this is independent like Bill Belichick doing. Hey, I, I'm gonna be honest. If you want to get in trouble with somebody, get in trouble with Bill Belichick. Because, <laughs> you know, even if he, even if the Patriots did it or not, no one distanced themselves from BS like Bill Belichick. When the Deflate Gate happened, he was like, hey, y'all better ask Tom. Man, I want all them Super Bowls for you. <laughs> and he was like, hey, ask him. I don't have nothing to do with it. What did he do this time? <laughs> Hey man, that 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 they are not connected to the football team at all. We don't have nothing to do with it. Hey, he gonna like I said, Bill Belichick gonna do it, and he gonna and he don't he gonna have that same tone. He not gonna get excited with you. You see what I'm saying? Like he he's so mellow that you can't even you can't tell. Like you assume he probably lying, but you can't. You he don't he he does not emote. <laughs> so it's like what like you have to just basically either go with his word or just be like okay, you know. That's, I know, go with his track record and be like, yeah, he probably, of course they doing something, right? It's New England. So, uh, with that being said, you know, I don't know. I heard some people saying maybe Belichick should be fired. I'm just like, man, y'all crazy. I mean, he literally is choosing the players for the uh, 100th anniversary team right now because he's, like, considered the greatest coach. Do you think the NFL want to disgrace their greatest coach, even with his track record? Even if you don't think he's the greatest coach, I'm just saying I don't know. And and if the Patriots can prove that they ain't have nothing to do with it, even though I don't know, somebody's gonna have to prove they had something to do with it. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? I remember when uh when the Deflate Gate thing happened, not Deflate Gate, but uh, when the uh, the taping of the original taping from back in uh, I don't know what they called it now. Uh, Patriots fans definitely know what I'm talking about because they lost draft picks. But honestly, by the way, that's a light punishment <laughs> for like filming signals. Especially in the Rams case, I think that was a Super Bowl situation. I know Peyton Manning, like, they bug in the locker room. We can't talk in the locker rooms, right? Like, the Patriots don't care. Like, that's just how it is. And everybody knows it. I can't remember the exact thing, but you everybody knows. Man, Gene is straight up snitched on Belichick, right, the first time. So, I mean, not the first time, but that time, they, they snitched on him. You know, so... In this case, like either somebody's gonna have to come up with some details, or you know, you won't have you won't see anything done. And even then, when they punished Bill Belichick for that, they just took some draft picks. And you think he care, you think Belichick care about them draft picks? He a, he a beast at finding players nobody even know. So all right, take his high draft picks or whatever. He gonna sign, you know, somebody like Edelman, or they gonna be ten and three with the players they have now because we don't even name somebody other than Edelman that Barry Brady throwing to. Don't worry. I'll wait. I know what James White, maybe? That's a running back. Other than Elderman. Let's see. Come on. I don't even I, I don't know any of them guys. Luckily for the Patriots, they play the Bengals this week. I tape or not, if they lose to the Bengals, the Patriots got more problems than I thought. <laughs> they have way more problems than I thought, man. So, as far as that goes, is with the Patriots and Cheating and like, are they cheating? Sure. What what they gonna what anybody gonna do about it? <laughs> Nothing. Until you can give me some concrete evidence or give anybody from the NFL concrete evidence, you might as well say the, the greatest coach ever is still gonna be right on this sideline until he decides to leave. Hate it or love it. Hate it or love it. All right. On to my next little little subject I want to talk about when it comes to the NFL. Uh Antonio Brown. 
honestly, man, I f- you could have asked me. This. I don't know if I mentioned it on the, or what my old podcast, the What You Think podcast, but uh, Antonio Brown, stat-wise, probably one of the closest things to catching Jerry Rice as far as, like, catches, touchdowns, yards, all that type of stuff. He's the closest thing that you could think of to catching Jerry Rice. At least that's the closest thing I can think of. You know, it might be might be a couple receivers catching up, you know, every night. I'm like, I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but Anthony Brown's putting up monster numbers. And what do you think Ben did, which I don't. I give I give Antonio his credit because Ben to me never was as good as he was with him. Like even in the years they were winning Super Bowls, you know, Ben was was benefiting from a pretty good team. Like that defense was legit back in those two Super Bowl era. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm now don't get me wrong, Ben made big plays, especially against Arizona in that Super Bowl. And with San Antonio Home. He's also had the beneficiary of some pretty decent receivers over the years. Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, all those people that came and went. Pittsburgh, you know Pittsburgh not necessarily gonna pay anybody, but they did pay Antonio Brown. We all know the story behind it. Man, come on, Antonio. Like, I it's not even about his rants and then it's like it's obvious that he has a lot of extra things going on with him, like mentally right now. Like one minute he's apologizing, he's fine. The next minute he's like the NFL race is elf him. And, you know, whether you think it's true, like I said, I, I saw some parts of what he was saying, like correct, especially if he's not guilty. If he's not guilty in like some of that, then the only thing he's guilty of is just being a headache. And come on now, the NFL is full of people who who done messed up stuff. And that, that's not me. Excusing any of it, and I'm not saying if he is guilty, you know, for of whatever he was accused of, that he does uh, that he does just deserves to be get a slap on the wrist. But I am saying that, you know, Antonio Brown, man, uh, based on just like off that, if he's innocent from from what he was accused of, then he just basically out of the league because he wouldn't shut up, which might be a decent reason. Because I swear, I wish somebody, somebody, I, he need. Who is his team? I've been asking this for months, ever since this stuff started. Like, is it anybody there to be like, hey, man, can we just deact- deactivate your Twitter, AB? Then, you know, you go handle all your business in person with the NFL or whatever, and you may have a job. Because, like, as long as he keep, <laughs> you know, going back and forth with people on Twitter, not that I have a problem with anybody who agree with AB or whatever, that's cool, you know, support who you support. But what I'm trying to say is that obviously tweeting – is uh has not <laughs> uh, fared well for him so far. It, has, it just hasn't gone well. Every time he end up, you know, tweeting something, whether it's an apology, somebody saying, "Okay, well, duh, you just apologizing right now," and then you know, in a minute, what what's gonna happen tomorrow? Because that's the problem with Anthony Brown. You don't know what's coming next. He's just very unpredictable, very unpredictable. And it's crazy to me because as a as a Pittsburgh, my grandfather is a like he was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan back in the steel curtain day. So. I grew up in a household where we watching Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? And they wasn't necessarily my favorite team, but I I, I definitely support them because my granddad support them. I have to. So I watched a lot of Antonio Brown games. You know what I'm saying? Matt probably seen every game in his career in Pittsburgh, now that I think about it, because we had Sunday tickets. So there you go. And when you think about that and the fact that I, like I watched how great he is on the field, I know that even with the off-the-field antics, he probably – deserve and will get another shot in the league, even with these, you know, these antics. Because at the end of the day, if you can get the best wide receiver in the game or at least top five, top three wide receiver in the game, 
for like three million or four million dollars, like for cheap, because he, he messed up his money. The only problem you have to worry about then is is he gonna you know shut his mouth? Is he gonna is he gonna be happy? You would think because you are giving him opportunity, but <laughs> he didn't surprise me already once. So, <laughs> but twice actually now. Uh, so uh, yeah, you know. So as far as An- Antonio Brown goes, you know it's, it sucks in my opinion to see that uh, and hear about and see how at front one point it felt like he was on his knees begging to get back in the league, and now it's just like you know bleep the league. I don't I don't want nothing to do with him, you know whatever. I understand the mind state. I get it, but you know, at the same time. You know, I, I, it's not that I understand. It's just like you can kind of see the ebb and flow. Like one minute he, one minute he's like, okay, I really want, I really want to get my, you know, my job back, or I want to get another opportunity. And I think when he fit, realized that, I think this last outburst is because he realized that this is week fifteen. You definitely won't be playing this year. So you pretty much lost a whole season of possible checks, possible, you know, catches. I know back in the day, or at least a few years back, I remember maybe used to talk about wanting to catch Jerry Rice. Well, you're losing a season in your career. Definitely don't help that. So, you know, I don't have any advice, any other advice for Antonio Brown other than the obvious. You know, put your phone down, brother. Uh, it, you know, I got love for you. I love watching Antonio play. All of it, all that good stuff. But, you know, so far, just saying what you got to say, whether you're right or wrong, it, it's not really helping your case because – if if Colin or if a lot of other, some of these situations don't tell you anything, if they want you out of the league, speaking of the owners, and especially when you say the whole league is racist, you you talk you, you're talking about the owners too, because you know, obviously, right? So if you're saying stuff like that, and I'm not saying if, if he feel that way, I'm just saying you gotta be prepared to you know get white balled, black balled, whichever one you want to go with, it works the same. Anyway, now on to uh, what the focus of, well, not the focus, but my favorite part of the show is me just kind of letting, you know, testing the waters. Now, a few weeks back, I don't even remember a lot of my predictions. I know I got one wrong. Thanks a lot. See you out of shit. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> hey, I, I'm trying to maintain my bias, but I support the Seahawks. I was. I was there when Sean Alexander was there. So if you wonder how someone who can live in the South their whole life end up liking, like, the most northern team, I think, that we even have. Like, you can't go much higher than Washington. Uh, <laughs> you know, much further north than Washington. So, yeah. How did I support them? Uh, just, you know, I grew up around Cowboy fan, Saints fan, and my, you know, my Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I just want to do something a little bit different, man, you know. And I like Sean Alexander. Leave me alone. And then they got Marshawn after that. Okay, I don't have to explain that. But my point I'm trying to make is they let me down last week. So on to the game picks. Oh, oh, hold on. Before I do that, Janoris Jenkins got cut today, I think, for uh, whatever he said on Twitter. Uh, and I just want to point out while I <laughs> talk about this, and this ain't me just trying to roast uh, Jack Rabbit because I, I like Janoris Jenkins, uh, spe- you know, especially uh, – when he came out and he was in St. Louis, even though he was in Seattle Division. So I didn't like him when we played him, at, you know, when he was younger. Uh, now he's 31. The Giants just cut him over the tweet, the Twitter thing. And uh, he didn't want to apologize for what he said to the fan. And honestly, I felt like they was getting, trying to get rid of him anyway, even though, you know, uh, 
I think he has another year on his contract. They were trying to get rid of him because he was complaining about the pat- no pass rushes, the reason why our secondary is bad. He had four interceptions this season. He was their best, according to NFL.com, he was their best cornerback, but, you know, that ain't saying much. because He was, like, ranked 55th, I think, according to Pro Football Focus. So, uh, adios, uh, Janoris Jenkins. Uh, you know, we'll see. Somebody may need a, a veteran corner to pick up. I don't know. Uh, you never know with the NFL because sometimes, sometimes a player get cut, he goes, and he can be an impact on another team. Kind of like, you know, uh, I can't think of a great example right now, but exactly like my point is, sometimes you get cut, you make a good impact on somewhere else. Sometimes you get cut and you never see that player again. You find out they retire, or you see them, you know, in another headline for something else, you know, or whatever. So. Uh, you know, good luck to Janoris. I hope I hope someone give him a chance because you know, if especially if he still wants to play. So now I can get into game picks. I'm sorry. Uh, I had this, this stuff structured, but the way I wrote my notes is that I just kind of wrote stuff everywhere. So you know, you don't get the order that you des- that you need. And I'm sorry, guys, but you guys be all right, y'all. You know, the fact if you're still listening now, you know, thank you anyway. So anyway, uh. Anyway, again, because that's like three anyways in a row. Four now. The Patriots at Bengals is the first game. I already, you, you know how I feel. The Patriots lose. They have more problems than I thought. The Bengals have only won one game this season. You know, good luck. The Patriots already got your signals. So, y'all lost half the battle, right? <laughs> anyway, Bucks, Lions. Yeah, Bucks, Lions. Uh, you know, J- Jameis Winston is probably the the most unique quarterback in history. I think I saw somewhere he can lead the league in pass yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. And he's like by far ahead of people with interceptions. I think I think Lamar just kind of made some distance on the touchdowns or whatever. But uh he's by far on interceptions and stuff. So James Winston is weird. You know, you never know. He can put up 40 one night, but I don't think Matt I think Matt Stafford's done right this season. So I'm gonna go even though Detroit is at home, I'm gonna give James a chance. Will he let me now? Probably. Houston versus the Titans. This game is actually a little bit better than I gave credit, but the Texans got whooped last week. Like, destroyed. Like, I don't expect that type of stuff. Excuse me. I think I just burped. But if I did, if you heard the burp, you know, excuse me. Who cares? Anyway, on to the next one. Texans got destroyed. The Titans uh, were on a nice little winning streak. They had they got, they got some momentum heading. Like, they can come and sneak and take – a wild card spot, or if Houston keep messing around, they can take the division. So, Tennessee Titans uh, at home. Do I take Tennessee and Deshaun Watson? I'm going to take Deshaun Watson because, like I said, a lot of times when you don't really know, I think Deshaun Watson have to redeem themselves. They mess around and let Tennessee win this game, they're in danger of losing the entire division. So, uh, I think they are. I don't know. I don't think they've clinched the division yet based on records. I have to look at records. But, uh, even if not, uh, even if they, even if that's not the case, you know, you don't want to lose like they lost last week and then lose to a division rival who trying to make a playoff push. And I'm biased. I want Pittsburgh to get in the playoffs. So Tennessee, I need you to lose. Broncos and the Chiefs. Arrowhead. Uh, come on, Mahomes at home. They they played the Pages last week. They got the big dub. I think they're going to continue, even though it's a division game and they always tough. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is gonna keep doing this thing. Pat Mahomes is the only. Player, you know, think about this. Who have beaten Lamar Jackson this season? It's only two people, two teams. 
two quarterbacks that I wanted to mention. Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes. Ain't that something? Especially the Baker one. The Baker one is you know, it's crazy when you think about it now at the time. And they haven't lost since, I think. Whichever one was last. I think it was either the Kansas City or the Browns. Whichever one they 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 played after, like the last game, because I think it was a back-to-back. They lost those two back-to-back games, and they won like 10 straight. So, yeah, that was a, uh, a nice another praise to Baltimore. But there you go. Uh, Dolphins-Giants. Uh, Eli's playing. It's always cool to see Eli. Uh, I think a lot of people are talking about him like he's going to retire. I haven't heard him say that one time. Same thing people were doing to Dirk, and Dirk just said, you know what, man, I'm done. All right, everybody else think I'm going to retire. There's no point in me coming back if that's the case. I must be really bad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was aching. Dirk didn't want to do that. So, you know, uh, I don't know about Eli, though. Eli seems like he want to keep playing. We'll see. It depends on – I mean, the Giants are so crazy. He played good again. They'll come back next year and try to start Eli again. That's just how, you know, I don't know. Shout out to Eli Manning, though. Uh, with the Dolphins against the Giants, they both bad teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami won, but it'd be nice to see Eli, you know, do your thing. Fitzpatrick, Eli, oh, man, that's, yeah. you know, you pretty much got the same guy right now other than maybe Fitzpatrick. Definitely going to throw a couple more picks, but Eli, not necessarily the most protective guy either. For Eli's record to, to go back to 500, I'm going to choose the Giants because I think he was 500 and now he's under 500. So, I'm going with the Giants. Eagles, Redskins, the Eagles better win this game. If they, you know, or they could just lose and give the Cowboys another, you know, week off basically or whatever because, you know, man, this division so bad, you know, I, I really have a problem with how the Cowboys or the Eagles will have a home playoff game against uh, whoever in the wild card slot. I, I just don't I, – I never really liked it. Even when, Seattle, even when Seattle took advantage of the rule, I think they had a losing I think Seattle was like 79 or something or – they had a losing record, I think, when uh, Marshawn did the beast quake on the Saints. Ha ha, Saints fans! <laughs> beast quake always get round of applause forever. Whenever I mention it, I'm always do a round of applause, and I will forever laugh at the Saints fans, even if that wasn't even the most authentic laugh. Just want y'all to know, my favorite player of all time, Marshawn Lynch, killing the Saints. Get off me, Mr. Porter. Anyway. Back to my game. I got all the way off track. I do not like how the Eagles uh, or the Cowboys would get an automatic, you know, playoff game. I didn't like it even when Seattle had it, even though I was, you know, obviously biased there. So, I, of course. But I don't like how you can only win seven games in the season, win your division, and now you get a home playoff game. You mean tell me teams like Seattle can win 12, 13 games this season or 10, 11 games, while the Cowboys probably going to finish at 8 and 8 or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe – they can shoot. They can finish in seven and nine. Like that's how. That's where we at right now with the Cowboys or the Eagles right now. That's how bad, you know, they've been playing. So, who knows what's gonna happen with with that? But the Eagles are so unhard to predict because, like, with talent wise, no way they should lose to the Redskins. The Redskins have been playing better. They've been running the ball. We'll see. Redskins are at home, so don't Eagles fan don't don't consider it a guarantee. Guarantee. You know, y'all struggle with the Giants Monday. So, think about that. I'm picking the Eagles, but, you know, I'm not confident. Seattle and the Panthers. The Panthers kind of fell off. Uh, you know, people was talking all that mess about Kyle Allen, you know, get rid of Cam. 
be honest, I haven't heard too much, you know, Kyle Allen news, you know, look like a backup to me. Anyway, uh, Seahawks, man, all day. You already know what it is. I don't even have to explain. I, I explained it early when I told y'all I'm Seahawks fan. So, anyway, Bears, Packers. Uh, I like the Bears. This is going to be a great uh, – I like the Bears' defense. Uh, the Cowboys made Mr. Trubisky look like <laughs> Lamar because <laughs> he was running too. They had throwing on him. And, no, I'm not seriously with that comparison, but, hey, Trubisky can pretty run. He can run pretty. You know, you run him and uh, Josh Allen. You know, we have quarterbacks running these days. Anyway, so uh, Bears, Packers, uh, Rodgers is at home. The last time I saw the Packers play, I wasn't that impressed, unfortunately. So, who knows? That's a division battle. You never know. But, in like I said, division battles or when it's close, I'm taking the home team. And it's just so happened the home team has the better quarterback. So, let's go with the Packers. That's my logic. Chargers, Vikings. Vikings are the better team. The Chargers probably would want to play spoiler. I mean, I don't know if they spoil it much other than just ruining the Vikings record at this point. Or, you know, because I think the Vikings are Vikings are just like us. They're pretty in, they're in a good spot. Cause I don't know if there's anyone else in the NFC who can even catch uh Minnesota. You know. NFC is a pretty top heavy conference this year, I guess. I'm gonna talk about that in, in NBA later in a in a second. But uh to not stay, you know, not to be as long-winded on this one, I'm going to go with the Vikings just because they're the better team. I do not have any scouting facts for you or anything <laughs> that I can give you other than I'm putting blind faith in Kirk Cousins, so pray for me. The Jaguars versus the Raiders. Raiders. Even with Minshew. Well, you know what? Minshew is out there. Yo, what happened to Nick Foles, Jaguars fan? What happened? Y'all paid him a lot of money. And now he's doing, hey, he did his job. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl, and he got a big deal, made everybody think he was, you know, elite all of a sudden, even though I never was fooled. I, I mean, he played great in, the, in that playoff run. Don't get me wrong. But come on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was the injuries this year. Maybe that's what everyone, everyone would tell me. But he didn't look too good when I seen him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I'm not confident in either one of those teams at all. Same thing with this next game with the Browns and the Cardinals. I mean, I've been it's been fun watching Kyler play, but Kyler's on a bad team. Don't expect him to win. The Browns have all the talent in the world. They have no business losing Arizona, so I'm picking Cleveland. But I mean, y'all, everyone, everyone who's an NFL fan knows what's been going on with Cleveland. Everyone also heard the hype. You know, the Super Bowl contenders. The first time in my lifetime. I was born in 1995, so I'm not that old, but still, I'm old enough. To know that I've never heard Cleveland at the beginning of a season called a Super Bowl and they let everybody down. Typical Cleveland Browns fashion. Rams and the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys fan. Y'all have, hey, the Cowboys, man, y'all have a tough uh, little stretch right here because I don't really think, I don't know, man. I'm not necessarily back on the Rams just because they whooped the shit out of the Seahawks. Yeah, I put a little stink on that one. <laughs> but, you know, just because they beat Seattle, I'm, they don't necessarily. This is a division battle. The Rams played us tough when they was three and three and eleven back in the day. So it didn't matter. You know when we had the Legion of Boom, the Rams. You know, take a game from us, especially at home. So yeah, that's how that's how we do in the West. You know, that's a good division. Like, we battle. Even the Cardinals gonna battle. Uh, Cowboys on the other hand, that division. Man. Anyway, 
I will not pick the Cowboys, and it's not because I'm biased against the Cowboys or nothing, none of that type of stuff. It's just even at home, uh, I just can't. Tr- how can you trust Dallas? How can anybody trust the Dallas Cowboys? How can you trust Dallas against anybody with a winning record this season? Other than beating up on a division, they've only beaten Detroit, I think, and uh, it was another team, and I, I just lost it. But uh, Detroit and it was in Miami, Miami. And that was at the beginning of the season. And Miami actually had a chance to win that game. So, without, I, I think all week, if you listen to the media a lot and you like the Cowboys, you've been hearing people, you know, talk mess about them all week. So, that's the reason why I try to delve lightly on them. But I definitely will mess with Cowboys fans because I know too many. So, you guys are not going to win. Sorry. Uh, you know, some of you, some of you guys are my family. I love you, but, you know, you guys – Y'all make questionable decisions. You know, you support people like the Cowboys, and this is what you get. Hopefully, for you guys' sake, you get the you get a new coach. And, you know, if that happens, then it's a game changer. I don't know who the coach is. It depends. That's the difficult part with, with Big Jerry as the owner. But we shall see. But I'm going with the Rams. Falcon 49ers, Niners all day. Probably the best team in the NFC, even though Seattle beat them. Man, I sound like a homer. I'm trying not to, but man, I I hope we, I hope Seattle. I'm saying we like I play. I hope Seattle take care of them at home also. Uh, last game of the season, but 49ers versus the Falcons. The Falcons one of the most disappointing teams uh, of the season because in the beginning of the year you can tell me Matt Ryan, Julio Jones was going to be the joke that the Falcons end up looking like for most of the year. It's insane. Bills Steelers night game. Uh. And for the Colts and the Saints on Monday, the Colts, uh, they had they had a tough loss last week. I thought they could have won that game, but the Colts definitely have what they have. They have a chance, but they're going to the dome in New Orleans, and I, you know, the 49ers are a really good team to me because of what they pulled off in the dome. Now, yes, Saints fans should be worried. The defense gave up points, but y'all, you know, the Colts don't have the 49ers talent, in my opinion. So. You know, it's a possible loss for the Saints, but I'm going with the Saints. Bills, Steelers again. I, you know, I kind of mixed up the order, but Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I'm rooting for Pittsburgh because they need it. You know, Buffalo. I think is pretty good, or at least they could. I think they got that other wild card spot sealed up pretty nicely. Uh, even though Tennessee, I think is coming for it, so Buffalo might not want to fall out. But I'm biased, very biased. Let's go Pittsburgh. So. Those are my week fifteen game picks, and that is the that is the completion of the NFL section of this show. So, what's next, you ask? Time for the NBA. I was thinking of doing all types of stuff. You know, man, hold on, let me do that again. What what's next, you ask? Time for the NBA. Hey, right? No, I should have did it the first time. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. My favorite uh, transition line, as you can see today. Uh, uh, the NBA, ah, the Western Conference, man. Y'all remember when the Western Conference just either last year or just a few years ago? You know, Western Conference, man. Oh, man, you know, that's where all the teams are. That's where all the, you know, the competition is in the West. You know what I'm saying? They are, This year, they seem very top-heavy. I can only think of three teams because even though Dallas has a pretty good record right now and, you know, Luka 
I'm gonna get I'm gonna delve into him in just a second because his stats right now for someone his age is insane. Uh I don't necessarily think they're championship material just yet. You know, even though the Mavericks, I know I know the Mavericks were one of the teams to beat the Lakers, one of the three teams to beat the Lakers this year. You know, so I do think the Mavericks have a chance, but you know, compared to the Rockets, Clippers, and even maybe the the Nuggets and the Lakers, no. Uh the Suns look like they're going to the playoffs right now, but they have a losing record. So this is what I'm talking about. The West back in the day, you get in the eight seed, you couldn't you weren't gonna sneak in with no losing record. But we have like a little log jam with seven through, you know, ten. Uh, you know, all of them around ten to eleven wins. Even the Blazers, if they went on the winning streak with Melo, they could, you know. But they having a tough time. I think they like one and nine against teams with winning records. You know, that's not good, Portland. That's not good at all. So, well, you know, I'm just saying. So my point I'm saying is this conference has become so top heavy. Even the fifth seed, the Denver Nuggets, fifteen and eight. I don't think anyone believes Denver, no matter how good you think Joker is or he's playing right now, especially after that game I watched him play against the Lakers with Denver. Because, you know, Joker and just them as a whole, just they don't seem like they're going to be – it seems like we're going to be guaranteed either the Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference Finals, maybe, just maybe the Rockets. But I don't know. That's just me as a hopeful fan because of – not saying I want them to beat anybody like the Clippers or the Lakers, but I am saying – with that talent with Harden and Westbrook, and you you don't make it deep in the playoffs, you know, you already know what's going to be going on. A lot of chatter, you know, about the Rockets. So, that you know, that's what I kind of wanted to get at with the Western Conference. They seem very top-heavy so far early in the season. And the, the the conference that seems to have, you know, six teams with decent records so far, you know, out of the uh, – in the conference, like six teams with pretty good records are the Eastern Conference. And actually – you know, probably subtract the pay, the paces from that and make five, you can make a uh, an argument for the Raptors, the Celtics, the 76ers, the Heat, who was a big shot. Miami is for real. Like, they're undefeated at home. I can't wait for tonight when they play the, when they play the Lakers. You know, uh, in Miami, I want to see, you know, can the Lakers, you know, in that streak, can my, or is Miami just un- going to be unstoppable in my, at home this year? I love watching Jimmy Butler has changed – you know, the way I thought about that team, I thought that team was full of role players and Jimmy was just going to be the only star caliber player there. But it come to find out they have young guys who, like, none I think can be a star. You know, Hero, when he gets going, he's pretty great. Duncan Robinson is a great shooter. Like, I love the Heat. Like, they are they look great so far. So, we'll see. You never know. And then MVP Giannis, man, I mean, the Bucks won 16. They winning 16 straight. They on 16 – Straight winning streak, 16-game winning streak right now. I think that's something. So, uh, yeah, so I like that. You know, what team do I think is going to come out the East? It's probably going to end up between Milwaukee and Philadelphia or maybe. You never know. Like I said, the Celtics, you know, watch out for those teams. So, uh, I think the East have a little bit more parity right now. And as far as, uh, let's see, yeah, as far as that goes with with the East, like, I mean, maybe the Pacers, you know, the Pacers have a decent record, you know, without Oladipo. When Oladipo returns with Brogdon and what they have so far, you know, you never know what, what they can pull off, you know. And don't even get me started on next year with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, I can see a pretty decent Eastern Conference for the next two or three years, depending on how teams, you know, stay together, develop, and all of that, you know. But on to my uh, little bit, uh, another subtitle when it comes to this. Uh, Luka Doncic, man, uh, he's unbelievable. He's just he's just unbelievable, man. He's he's 
un- like he's the age that he's at. Like Luka Doncic has no business to be as young as he is and averaging 39, 39 and eight over the last ten games. And it's just 30, 30.4 points. We got. Like, when the last time you heard a second-year player or someone as young as him? Because I think he's still in his early 20s. He might be. Matter of fact, hold on. Just say, He is exactly 20. He was born in 1999, people. 1999. That just kind of pissed me off. Seriously. <laughs> this dude is unbelievable. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, for him to be doing what he's doing at that age, is just it's crazy. He's like, he's. It's unbelievable. He's and I understand the league is totally different. Like you know, players like Luka Doncic can come in and average stuff like this because of uh, you know, you know he can he can average things like this because of the way the game is played. Now at the pace, how many shots teams get up, all that type of stuff. But you know, he's still ridiculously good. Like it's, it's un- he's crazy. He's unstoppable once he's going. He had a forty point triple double last night. His second of the season. Luka Doncic is the real deal. They are in the top, a top three seed, so we'll see if they can keep it up. I said I didn't believe in the championship. I believe I didn't believe they were ready for the championship. He's twenty years old already, averaging thirty. I don't know. I come on, man. I'm, that, that just leaves you speechless. So, with that being said, I pose this question to anyone listening out there and just in general, does youth in sports even matter? Because we have guys like Lamar Jackson who's 22. You have people like Luka Doncic, 20, you know, averaging what he's averaging. You know, Lamar Jackson, 22 years old and about to, like I said, win the MVP. So, it's insane what – you know, break. You know, they they breaking records. They come in, they changing the game at that age. You know, and it, I thought it was more. I thought you're more likely to get stuff like that out of out of basketball. You know, because you have people like LeBron who came in great. You have certain guys who come in, you know, into the league doing great things. But you know, it's in football like with Lamar Jackson. Like, come on, man, it's insane. It's insane. You know, I I I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not used to a quarterback in their second year or I'm not used to players who as young as him. Uh, MVP candidates. I mean, look at Pat Mahomes. Technically, that was his first year last season. So, I don't think you – I don't think you necessarily have to be the most experienced anymore anymore to, like, establish yourself in, in, in any league right now, at least the main two that I follow. So uh, I just want to uh, send my best wishes and some prayers to David Stern, the former commissioner. Uh, uh, he got rushed to the hospital to have emergency sur- surgery. So uh, prayers up to him. You know, I think uh, it was something to do with a brain hemorrhage or something like that. So uh, I, I wish him the best. He was the former NBA commissioner. So I'm going to send prayers. The Mind of Monty podcast would love, and mostly Monty G, would love to send their best wishes. To uh, not would we are sending our best wishes to David Stern and his family. Uh, also, shout out. This is one of the last things I have to say today because I'm I'm out I'm out of material, guys. So shout out to Charles Barkley for saying one of the funniest things I ever seen in my life on Inside the NBA. He had me almost crying tears because he was talking about the Detroit Pistons who were like ten and fifteen, and I think early in the season he did predict that they were gonna uh, 
be if you watch inside the NBA, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, he says they were going to be uh, the fourth seed in the East, and they're a long way from that. You know, uh, currently the Pistons are the tenth seed. So there you go, not four. This is a long season, though. They don't mean write them off, but Charles seemed to have definitely wrote them off because he said his friends in Detroit, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure this is part of the joke, but his friends in Detroit <laughs> were telling him that he went, because the, the Pistons played Dallas last night in Mexico City, and he said that he, that his friends told him that they should keep the Pistons in. That like, he really hoped Trump hurry up. Not, he didn't say Trump's name, but he said they really hoped they hurry up and build that wall so you can keep the Pistons out of Detroit. And I tell you, I died because, you know, you th- you know they're in Mexico. and you, in it, Like, I knew a wall joke was coming when he was trying to, you know, when, he, when you said Mexico, you kind of hear it coming because it's not the first wall joke he's told. He's told. But, you know, I just think it's funny because, you know, like the Pistons are not that good and, you know, <laughs> like, we're going to build a wall to keep the Pistons out of Detroit. Like, come on, man. Like, Charles Barkley is hilarious. You can say what you want about Charles. You know, hilarious. And they do a great job on inside inside the NBA every uh every week. So, uh yeah. I, man, I don't have nothing else for you guys other than, you know, resist negativity so positivity can exist. That's something that I'm I'm not I'm not gonna act like I, it could it could be a line from someone else, but honestly, it's something that I just came up with, and I'm not gonna take credit for it if it is another line. If someone else's line, cool, but it's, it 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 works either way. I want everybody out there to continue to love themselves, continue to love their their people, anyone that uh that you know you see that is important to you. Tell them you love them, you know. Keep the good vibes for it because we have so much going on this day and age. And, uh, you know, stay blessed out there, y'all. Stay blessed. One more word. Adios. Perfect.